Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Sweet song. but we're left wondering how we didn't win it in the end, although I guess our generosity at the back continues to play a big part in that. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hello, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me on the pod this week to look back at yesterday's 2-2 draw uh, with Swindon, a late leveller for the Addicts. But really, I mean, how we didn't win it. I mean, come on. Uh, it's, it's a tough one to take. Uh, joining me to discuss that. First up, we've got uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Buzzing for Liverpool, Man United, take two. I know you've made us change our recording time once more so we can watch a 0-0 draw. Yeah, I cannot wait. It, yeah. it can't be worse than that one, surely. Yeah. At least we'll get a result this time. Yeah, we're actually recording before the, the Liverpool-Man United game to, again, accommodate Tom's uh, viewing pleasure. Uh, last week we recorded really late just so we could watch that boring 0-0 draw. So if it's rubbish again, blame Tom. Uh, and also joining us uh, on uh, the pod this week is Swindon Town FC commentator Lewis Cat. How you doing, Luke? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, mate. Thanks, you're <laughs> yeah. all right. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, for anyone who does, it didn't hear. So Lewis really bizarrely had to do the commentary for the Swindon I follow yesterday, 
because their BBC teams aren't allowed to travel around the country. And that's a problem I've got as well at the moment. So Lewis was um, donning his Swindon Town shirt and doing that. But even a bit of fun, I guess. Yeah, it was a good laugh and it was a good excuse for me to get to the Valley as well. I haven't been there for a long time, so I'd take up any excuse to get get back in that ground, even if it does mean having to commentate on the opposition. Yeah, dressed in a uh, six-foot Robin costume yesterday, <laughs> Lewis, for the game. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be looking back at that 2-2 draw with the Robins. We'll be hearing the highlights from the game. We're also going to hear uh, from manager Lee Bayer uh, and from the one of the goal scorers, Andrew Sheeney, uh, after the game as well and uh, finally actually yeah, make sure you, you keep your ears tuned towards the end because we've got Gav Billinus from the My Only Desire uh, mod magazine you may have seen the new Charlton magazine that's going around issue number one uh, is out at the moment so I spoke to Gav to find out a little bit more about the project uh, we'll hear that later on in the show as well so before we hear the highlights Tom um, once again gifted a 2-0 lead to a, a team who shouldn't be coming to the Valley and leading 2-0 at half time uh, once again, did more than enough to get back into it and really should and could have won it. But we didn't. And it's, I'm starting to tear my hair out. And it's driving me insane that we're not winning these games. I, I, what did you make of it, Tom? Yeah, much the same. I feel like I'm I'm coming onto this show and saying the same stuff every single week. Um, and I, I said it on after the first goal winning yesterday that like we've all seen some bad chance sides. Let's not you know mess around we've seen some very bad Charlton sides over the years and this is not a bad Charlton side at all I don't think but I don't think I've ever seen a Charlton side concede the type of goals that we're conceding with the frequency that this side are um it's just staggering like it, it's no exaggeration to say that you wouldn't see defending I can't even say defending lack of defending like that in in Sunday league performances it's just and it's happening time and time and time again and even two or three games, you'd be going, well, that's a bit mental. But this has been seven or eight games in a row where there has been goals that fundamentally, at the very lowest level of football, you can teach that and you can train that out of players. And yet we're just doing it over and over and over again. It's just infuriating, as you say. Um, and going forward yesterday, I thought we looked very good. There were lots of areas of the side I was pleased with. Obviously, Bristol Rovers, we got the win. I thought there was a lot last week to, to be pleased about. I thought Peterborough, we played okay as well, despite the result. And yet, we're just not picking up the points that we should be, and it's all down to our defending. Um, so yeah, very frustrated once again. The the shoots are there, and the signs are there, and I know I've spoken for weeks and weeks and weeks now that I feel like we're close to going on a run, but and I still believe that, but if we don't sort out the defence, we're not going to. So... Um, yeah, frustrated at the end of the day, I think. Mm, yeah, that's a fair summary. Now, I mean, obviously, you've mentioned the defence. I talk about the defence all the time because it does drive me mad. But I saw, I saw one or two people yesterday, and I run this past you, Lewis, saying, well, you know, the amount of chances we create, we should be taking more. Um, I mean, in terms of goals scored, I think we're, 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 you know, even if you, I mean, we're second highest scorers in the league, but even if you do it on the, the goals per game ratio, we're six. So we're in the top six. I think we're scoring enough, but I'd, are we scoring enough for the chances that we're creating? Is there a, a, an element of blame that should be looking at the strikers and, and the attackers for us? Um, I think a little bit. I mean, we are creating a lot of chances. In that first half yesterday, even before we went behind, you know, we were sort of almost gifted a goal in the opening minute when um, their new signing, Masterson, passed the ball back to Travers and let it way short and it fell to Schwartz and... 
he hit the post and I think maybe he could have finished from there. But bizarrely, the flag went up, which I couldn't understand. But you think that that early on, if you're if you're gifted an opportunity like that from a defensive error from the opposition, you kind of want to take your chances because then, as you say, a few minutes after that, we find ourselves one nil down and again some sloppy defending. I think Tom hit the nail on the head with the with the sort of def- you know the the description of our defending at the moment. It's just um, it's not good enough really. And for me, I think we always resort to the excuse of being without the, the first choice centre halves in, in Rydonis and Akin Famo, but really they they have a they've had a lesser run in the side now than the likes of, of Deji and, and Piercy and Chris Gunter and, and people like that. You know, it's we're finding ourselves constantly blaming the lack of the first choice centre halves. And don't get me wrong, I think they'd make an, a difference immediately if they came back in. But at the same time, these these other Defenders are having enough time in the squad to to gel and, and gather an understanding of of you know getting a partnership together etc. And something's just not happening. And, and as, as Tom said there, some of the errors that we're making are basic, and it's it's our Achilles' heel because again we look we we'll go back a couple of weeks ago to Rochdale. You're scoring four goals at home and you're still not picking up three points. You know that's an issue. Scoring two goals at home and you're still not picking up the points. That's an issue. Um, and you know we can go we can go on and on about the chances we create as well. But ultimately, we've we've put two goals in the back of the net, and they're both both well taken goals. You know, Chucks has got that ability to get your side back in the game, which is what he did yesterday. And I think you spoke to me just before the second half at the ground yesterday and said if we score early, you fancy us to get back into it. And luckily, we we did score fairly early and, and managed to claw ourselves back in right at the death. But even then, I wasn't overly comfortable that Swindon wouldn't go and get a third because defensively, as Tom said, we we just aren't good enough at the moment. And I think the majority of the blame has to go there because, as you say, we're scoring the goals. That's where the strikers are doing their jobs. We're creating the chances and we are scoring the goals. You're not going to score every single chance you create. But as you, what are we sixth in the chance in the goals scored overall per game thing? So that's not a bad stat. But defensively, we just uh, we're just not good enough at the moment, and ultimately, that's that's the thing that's costing us the most mm. right now. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, so I worked out we're, we're sixth in terms of goals scored per game, uh, and we're the ninth worst in terms of goals conceded. And that you know that run we're on at the moment, where we seem to be conceding two every game. You know, it's two on average over the last nine games, eighteen goals. We've scored eighteen goals in that time as well. You know, and that should be enough. We scored six goals in our last two home games and got two points. That should be enough to get six points. It's crazy, right? Let's have a listen to the highlights of the game uh, from yesterday on Valley Pass Live. Your commentators, as always, were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. up as well from the interception from Masterson, whose uh, ball backwards has gone straight to Ronnie Schwartz. Can he get the ball on target? He can! Off the post! In the early minutes of the game, Charlton so close to taking... Forward by Twine, looking for the run and finding the run of hope in the Charlton right-hand corner, taking on Matthews, goes past Matthews, into the penalty area, gets the shot away, and it's gone in through, almost through Ben Amos, to give the visitors the lead. Well, early on in this game, we've seen Chelp with glorious chances, but Swindon themselves have combined well up top, and trying to see him in Twine again, exchanging passes, and probably Charlton not getting close enough to them. Long ball over to this left-hand side, finding Hope, who gets the better of Matthews, will probably be a little bit disappointed of how easily Hope gets past him and the shot at the near post was too powerful for Ben Amos. I think on reflection, Amos might be a little bit disappointed. He couldn't keep it out, but the power of the shot from Hope was good. for options, looks to send Schwartz long beyond Thompson, but Thompson will win that and heads it straight, though, to Williams. He'll go past his man, Williams, taking on on the Charlton right, ball into the box, and he came in ahead of straight down the throat of Travers. 
shot close against right. Matthews on the overlap. Matthews, will he get the ball in the box? He does. So Williams, Williams with the shot. Oh, and it just comes off the wrong side of his boot and away for a goal kick. That's an opportunity. Two-man wall, jumping with plenty of options inside the penalty area. Still has it. Miller to take, shoots, Liam oh. Miller off the bar. He caught that really well, the Liverpool only. Really powerful effort, just comes off the Picks bar. Out. Hope on the left-hand side, Swindon with two options in the bounce here, Hope inside to Jayasumi. Further right to Palmer, gets beyond Miller, the shot deflects off Oshelaja, and Swindon have a second. Palmer the strike, it took a heavy deflection off Oshelaja, who's trying to close it down. But Swindon have their second after 38 minutes. Well, when your luck's not in, uh, I mean, you could look at Miller maybe not getting a, a tackle in on the edge uh, of the centre, well, on the edge of the D of the penalty area, perhaps, if you're going to be ultra-critical. As the ball comes across here, you think Miller may be able to get the challenge in, but he's just beaten to it. And then the shot just takes a huge deflection from Palmer off of Oshelaja. And Amos has no chance. to Matthews. There is the half-time whistle as Charlton find themselves... A two-goal deficit, Miller on the ball. He's got Martson steaming up to his left and uses him. Martson in the penalty across towards Anike. He will come towards Shinny and now Prattley. There's a goal-saving block from Thompson. Through his right foot, has got Prattley to his right. Liam Miller still with it. Looks for Prattley in the penalty area. Controls, being held up by his hope. Back to Miller. Dribble towards the far post. Anike! And Chon have the goal back. Chucks Anike is onside. And with his tenth of the season, gets the Addicts back into this game. Good patient football. Miller at the heart of it again. Miller and Chuxanike starting that move in the first place. Trying to combine with Prattley on the right-hand side. Maybe under-sold under the pass a little bit out to Prattley. Forced him backwards. But the lovely chip ball back across. And Anike just got away from his man. Met it at the far stick. And Charlton are back in this game now. Morgan again. Thanks to cross instead. We'll look for the ball towards Swartz. It comes to Anike. Shoots off the bar. Glorious opportunity for Chucks and Ike. Couldn't quite convert and swing into clear. the box to swap. Little back heel by Shinny to Abby Morgan to Shinny again. Oh, and he scuffed his attempted shot straight down the throat of Travers. He should do better as well. Into the penalty area. Goes uh, back pass and across, and it's a shot by Jayasimi. Oh, it's cutting off the left hand post. Swindon still have it. Pittman with the shot well over the bar. And Swindon will wonder why they haven't gone 3 1 up there. Miller on the Charlton left-hand side, looking to attack his man, into the penalty area on the right. Little touch into Foster Kasky, takes a shot, it's into... Shinny, who scores! Shinny in the six-yard box, there for the sort of scuffed shot in the first place. Swindon incensed that that should have been offside, but Charlton are back on level terms. But talked about getting Liam Miller out wide, and he does superbly well, cuts inside to Foster Kasky. Hershey Saito, it's a scuffed effort, comes the way of Shinny. And Swindon absolutely furious, thinking Shinny's offside. The Charlton won't care their level. Back with Conroy for Swindon, who are happy to go back to the keeper in the final minute of the game. All four, it's going to be cut out by Matthews. Matthews infield to Albie Morgan. Morgan looks for the long ball, and he's found uh, Washington. Oh, can he get it under control? He can, goes past the keeper. Can he get it? He does, into the side netting. And there was the chance for Charlton to grab all three points. Great attempt by Washington just to get there in the first place. Lovely through ball from Albie Morgan. And the touch, I thought, were taking it too far ahead of him. And then he went past the keeper, but the angle far too tight for the finish. For his intel, I really did. As you say, I thought he did everything right. Took it past the goalkeeper. The angle was just too narrow for him in the end. 
what a chance for the addicts. And that was the final chance of the game. There we go. That's the highlights from yesterday's 2-2 draw with Swindon Town. So relief uh, when we got the equaliser. Really should have gone on to win it. That chance with, for uh, uh, Connor Washington going through it at, at the last minute. And, uh, you know, I mean, how many chances did we have to win? It hit the, the woodwork three times. Uh, Lee Bay are saying that Ronnie Schwartz's offside goal was onside. I haven't actually seen a replay uh, to to collaborate that that story. But, uh, you know, you've got to go back to the beginning after we've just missed that chance for Ronnie Schwartz. You know, ball forward to Hallam Hope on the left-hand side of Swindon. Look at it, Tom. And Adam Matthews seems... He almost points at the goal saying, go on, go that way and have a shot. And then Ben Amos almost... Well, he should be saving that. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Adam Matthews not only competent, experienced defender, but a defender who, back end of last season, uh, particularly, um, was a, a defender that we were calling out for high praise, you know, and saying that he, I can't remember who it was that he dislodged from the side, but came in and deserved his start. It might even have been Solly. Um, and has definitely earned his place as our right back and was pushing towards the back end of last season for one of the players of the season. We managed to get him back. And, uh, yeah, just just bizarrely looked looked out of his depth in that position almost in that in that particular incident you watch it back and it looks like he's not a right back um because as you say he sort of tracks his man down the byline and then just gives him so much room to cut past him and he's so square onto him it was it was so easy it was as if he he didn't even need to be there and uh hope cuts into the box and then i mean it's a decent effort on goal but as you say a keeper of ben amos's experience again he should be saving it and those are two competent footballers two players that we've raved about at times Ben Amos I don't know if he got player of the month at any point but obviously kept those clean sheets he's made saves this season that have definitely saved us points Um, but then he's making a basic basic error like that and again something I said yesterday it feels like every team we play against has got some sort of cheat against us where if they shoot and it's on target it's going in because I don't remember a time where Ben Amos has made a save or you know anything like that it just seems second goal perfect example they just if they shoot it goes in whereas yesterday as you said we had so many shots that hit the post or hit the bar or there was obviously the last minute save in the uh, the Rochdale game from Chuck Sanike there's all these opportunities that we can't put away the Connor Washington one, obviously, in the last minute. And yet other teams just come up, have a couple of shots, a couple of goals and go home with a, with a point. It's it's so, so frustrating. Uh, and this league, again, I've said it plenty of times on this show, this league is so poor this season. It just needs a team to take it by the scruff of the neck. And if we could sort out our defence, you think how many points clear we'd be at the top at the moment. And I'm sure lots of sides are saying the same because... There's no consistency in any side. And that's why we're still miraculously in the top six or seven. But um, yeah, you just can't, can't keep giving away goals like that. And it, I don't really know what the answer is now because Adam Matthews knows better than to defend like that. It's nothing Lee Bowyer can tell him, surely. But yeah, it keeps happening time after time. It was just so, so annoying. As you say, when we'd almost gone 1-0 up a few seconds earlier. Mm, yeah, and then the second goal that came shortly before half-time, strike from the edge of the area from Palmer, takes a deflection off uh, Deji on its way past uh, Ben Amos. So there's a few people saying maybe Liam Miller should have been a bit stronger in the in the challenge. That was certainly what Darren Prattley seemed to be saying to him after. 
But again, I think Bo will probably look at that. Maybe not not quite the the glaring error we saw for the first goal, but still, you know, you you can pick any goal apart and find something that should have been done slightly differently there, Lewis. A hundred percent. And I mean, yes, with that, Miller probably could have been a slightly bit stronger. But just looking at the way the defence was set out in that passage of play, I mean, it's, it's basics again. I mean, I'm looking at a still of it at the moment when uh, just as Jayasimi sends the ball over to Palmer before he strikes it, and you've got. Both Deji and Gunter on one man. You've got Matson uh, keeping Grant company on one side, but then you've got Williams and Matthews both standing on one player. And really, Deji's got to be speaking to to Gunter, saying, "Stay with him, and I'll go to the man and close him down." Because Miller comes across, doesn't get there. Deji has to come further forward to put the pressure on and stop that shot coming in. Ultimately, he leaves that run late, and as you say, it takes a deflection and sends it past Amos. But just looking at that, at that still picture of it at the moment it's just we've got all those players back and they're just on top on each other's toes really and you're not it's the same things every week and I think Tom said in the in the intro there it's we're coming across like a broken record talking about the defensive errors that we're having at the moment and you know, you're giving just before that was it Liam Miller crashed the crossbar with a with a decent free kick as well so I, I just as we were getting in the ascendancy and I thought that maybe we could have equalized before half time we go and gift them another goal and then all of a sudden you think, well, it's a long way back now. But luckily, I mean, we came out in the second half with a bit more about us. So, I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to be in that dressing room with Lee Bowyer at half time because I think he'd have been furious really again with the defending. And I, I mean, I haven't heard his uh, his post-match, but over recent weeks, it, he has sort of said, you know, how can I how can I coach those mistakes? Like, how can I prevent these mistakes you're putting in the players you think that are capable of doing the job defensively? And, they are players with experience at this level. I mean, Dejo Shalaja has been out of favour uh, recently, but he's played at this level for a long time. Captain AFC Wimbledon at this level that got him a move up to the championship with us in the first place. Chris Gunter has made plenty of EFL appearances. Granted, he's playing out of position, but some of the some of his better performances this season have been from playing in that unfamiliar position. Um, and you need those players to to sort of show that experience and and put in these you know, grafting performances and do a bit more about it. I mean, with Prattley, I know it's not everyone's favourite game, but he, he gets amongst the opposition and, and frustrates them and he'll commit those silly fouls that might break up play. He did that yesterday in the first half, but you, you kind of need your other experienced pros to follow in suit and they're just not at the moment. And some of that defending, you look at it, and you do think people that have, you know, players that have been in that in the game as long as they have at this level, they they should know better. And it's easy for us to say from the stands, but when you do watch it back, it is frustrating that we're we're going over these topics, you know, week in week out on the show, and nothing seems to be changing defensively. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just, like I said earlier, I'm pulling my hair out, uh, trying just trying to work out why we make so many many basic errors at the moment. I mean, before we go into that that comeback, then Tom. You know, it's, it's something that's been spoken about. Can, I mean, we, we we had this conversation on Thursday as well, I guess. But, I mean, what what can be done to stop these basic errors being made? You know, I asked Bo, and we'll hear it in his post-match. It doesn't sound like there's going to be defensive signings because, you know, Bo gives his reason during during the interview, which you'll hear. But, I mean, what, what can be done? Because this is something that has to change between now and the end of the season. Otherwise, we won't be in the top six. I think the only thing I can think of is, is confidence. Is Are they... Are they scared for one reason or another to, I don't know, put a challenge in or something like that? Because as I said earlier when I was talking about that first goal, Adam Matthews is a good enough defender that he knows not to do what he did. 
Ben Amos is a good enough goalkeeper to make a save from a shot like that. Um, you go back through any of the other goals that have happened, you know, Pierce and Deji letting the ball bounce and then both challenging for the same ball shouldn't be happening. It is just basic, basic errors. And I wonder whether it is just a confidence issue. I think Boya had tried to improve it by putting the two midfielders in the sort of flat four four two, And I think that had worked in, in the games that we saw, but then obviously needed to revert to the diamond yesterday to find that space between midfield and defence, which I thought Miller did brilliantly. Um, and we'll go on to talk about the comeback, but I thought in the second half in particular did very well there. Um, but what more can you do? You can't pick four defensive midfielders and put them as cover as well. Um, so I, d- I don't really know. The only other thing I can think of suggesting is to really narrow your defence. Um, and you see teams play against us in that way where they really don't really defend other than the width of their box, you know, pack their defenders together, bring in someone like a Prattley or defensive midfielder and really shore it up around the goal. And that way you're forcing teams to take shots from distance. But the way it's going, they'll probably ping them in from 30 yards if you try that. So that's really the only thing I can think of. But then because we rely on our fullbacks to give us that width in an attacking sense, particularly when we're using the diamond, you then obviously lose the attacking influence of, of those players. So maybe with with the new formation that we've got, you say to the likes of Shinny and, and Johnny and Madison when he's back and, and Chucks and Ronnie, you know, right, you're on your own now. You're going to have to go and do do all of that, including the width. Um, and it was something Gregor Terry said yesterday that Chucks and Ike was pulling out to the left or the right and really going one-on-one with the fullback. So maybe you get some of them to do that and give that width and that way the fullbacks can can stick to defending. That that could be the only other thing I could think of, but something needs to change. Um, something needs to change. And I, I I know the personnel changes aren't helping them as well because you need a settled back four, as we saw when we went on that good defensive run. Um, and that's why I was a bit annoyed. I don't know about annoyed, but p- perhaps I was, it's easy to say in hindsight, but Pierce coming back straight away like that. I thought actually uh, Gunter and Deji had done well. And so I was a bit a bit disappointed to see that broken up. Um, but maybe until Innes and Fame were back, you just stick with, with Gunter and Ocelaja now and just keep playing the same back four over and over again and just try and get a bit of a, a partnership building there. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I can think of because as Boya said, you can't be needing to score three goals every game just to win a match. Um, mm. So yeah, it, something's got to change and games obviously come thick and fast. So let's hope we can change it for Tuesday. Yeah, hopefully it's not an easy uh, task to change it in such a short amount of time, though. And uh, but I mean, we do have to talk about the comeback. I mean, that second half we could have scored four or five, you know, similar to what we did against Wimbledon, really. Uh, and the first goal, and, and Tom had already mentioned how good Miller was, and he has he has proved a real catch for us, uh, and a lovely little delicate chip over towards the far post in EK's tenth of the season, third uh, three of which have come against Swindon in League and Cup. Um, it, it was it was a lovely worked goal, and it, I mean it does show that we have got so much quality going forward, uh, Lewis. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I thought as Tom's mentioned there, I thought in that second half when we were forced to go into a diamond and Miller kind of went a little bit more central in in like a number ten role just behind the strikers. I mean, he was causing Swindon absolute aggro, wasn't he, for the whole the whole period? I mean, there were a couple of chances before the goal even where he just looked to get the better of his man every single time. Uh, and the ball into Chucks was just on a plate, wasn't it? It was it was beautiful at the back back stick. No one could get near Chucks either, and you get that goal. And then even from there, 
again, I think was it was it um, him that put chipped the ball over for Schwartz as well, which was given us offside. I mean, again, like you said, I haven't seen the replay either, so I'm not sure if it was, but um, obviously it was given us offside on the on the day. But there's there's a real, real player, as you say, and a real catch. I think that we're lucky that we've we've managed to land him because he brings something that we haven't had really since Alfie went out injured. Obviously now he's he's left the club anyway, but the the sort of the fact that he can play in that 10 as well, which is something we haven't seen him do yet this season. So when he went into it, I was like, you know, this is going to be, be quite interesting because we were playing fairly narrow. I think Prattley was even forced out on sort of the, the sort of right-hand side of midfield and Jake was playing just in front of the back four. And I thought Miller played, played really, really well yesterday. Um, and also Albi as well. When Albi came on, I thought it, it changed our whole game. And I thought, that, as you say, we, we could have scored way more than two in that second half. And, Chucks was unlucky as well, wasn't he? Sort of unexpectedly had the ball land at his feet and volleyed it against the crossbar when nine times out of ten he would have buried that. I think he just came to him slightly unexpectedly. And and even the back four really, when, when Martin went off and Pierce came on, I was I, I think we, we didn't look too bothered. I mean, there are a few a few worries in my head that especially when Pittman came on, that he might try and frustrate Pierce and draw a few clumsy fouls to try and sort of get that that two goal cushion back, but I think Pierce dealt with him well. Um, and yeah, it was, a, it was a much more comfortable second half performance. And, and there's a lot of positive to be taken from our attacking play from that. Uh, it's just, as we say, you can't, you can't give teams a two goal head start and expect to go and win a game. And unfortunately we, we did that yesterday, but there'll be positive signs to take from the attacking play and the options on the bench to bring on as well. You're looking at Jaden Stockley, Connor Washington, Abby Morgan came on as well. You know they they all perform really well when they when they came on. Uh, Stockley looks like he's going to bring something different as well. Yeah, it's a lively uh, sort of first twenty minutes in a Charlton shirt from uh, Jaden Stockley. Obviously, we 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 we've seen the equaliser from from Andrew Shinney Then later on, I think Swindon were appealing for offside, but on Quest they they sort of paused it and, and showed it really wasn't offside at all. Um, and then that last chance for Connor Washington. Uh, Tom, I, I thought Connor, Connor was getting absolutely slated on on social media. I think I, I think he's probably better than perhaps some some of the credit he's got. He scored. He's he's our, was the second highest scorer after Chucks. Um, but you just wish I just wish he could have put that one away because I mean it, it would have papered over some cracks. But I don't care how many cracks we're papering over at the moment if we go away with three points. Hundred percent. Yeah, I I do, I feel criticism of Washington on the whole is harsh. I think. Yeah, he's not not going to be our out and out fifteen twenty goal a season striker necessarily, but he has got a fair few goals already, and he's a good player for us, and he does more than just the goals. So I've been really pleased with bringing him in. Um, you know, Bogle and Smith perhaps are the two that I would say have stood out as perhaps not quite clicking yet, but I, I think Washington certainly has been excellent, and it was a very difficult chance. I think it's very easy for for us as non-professional footballers to look at it and say he should be putting it away I, I don't know if should is the word I think what I would agree with is is what the guys Scott Minto and, and Brownie and, and Curb said yesterday is he, sh- he should be shooting a cross goal in that because then at least if it doesn't go in maybe someone will be there whereas going for the near post when you're at that that angle seemed to me to be the wrong decision but it's still not easy from that tight angle and he, he almost did everything right but it goes back to what I said earlier it's that that almost we're not quite doing it, and you guarantee if it had been a uh, Swindon player put through like that in the last minute, they would have stuck it home, no problem. We probably would have bounced off Amos's face and gone in or something like that. So, 
look, a, a difficult chance, but one you, you'd hope he would he would do better with. Um, and when you're on the run that you are, you need things like that to go your way, and you need strikers to be putting the chances away and and not making any sort of mistakes. So. Yeah, I felt the criticism of him that suggested it was an, an easy chance, probably a little bit harsh, but at the same time, a player of, of his ability um, and a player who's got the goals for us, he has. You you would ex- hope he would do better, definitely. But he didn't. It's a point at half-time. I certainly didn't think we were going to get a point. So there are positives once again. Um, and I think over the past three or four games, we have seen positives. I just feel, as I say earlier, with the standard of this league, that these little positives are not really building quickly enough for my liking. Um, we're kind of clutching a little bit of straws with all of those, but there is definite signs of progress there. Um, and I think I'm just clinging on to that and hoping, as I've said a few times, that things are going to click soon. But um, yeah, as I say, it needs to start very quickly and games aren't slowing down, are they? No, certainly not. And we've played a lot more games than uh, the sides around us in the table as well. So we probably are in a bit of a, a false position. I think uh, on, again, if you take, uh, points per game I think we're, we're dropping down to about ninth at the moment so not great but you know if it clicks uh, then it clicks and and hopefully we can climb back up the uh, table there's, there's plenty of stuff we, we still hadn't really talked about uh, especially that handball off the shot from Jake Forster Kasky that in in real time I thought would have been a penalty but I think we should hear uh, from the addicts boss Lee Bowyer now uh, spoke to him after the game via Zoom uh, to ask what he made of the performance yeah um, obviously I have to give the players credit. They kept going and going and going to the end. Um, but we, we should have won the game. Should have won the game comfortably again. It's, can't just keep giving teams goals start a one or two goal word start. Like it can't. Can't keep doing that because we ain't gonna score two, three, four goals every game. Even though recently I think we're taking Tuesday out of the equation, but like today, last Saturday, we are creating a lot of chances. Um, but we have to do better. Like we have to, we have to, we have to convert them. We have to convert them better than what we're doing. Okay. We're a bit unlucky today. I think we, it would work three times. But it's in and around the box. Things weren't just dropping to us, you know, um, but Overall, of course, I'm disappointed. I want to win every game. and This this, this is two points dropped in, in my eyes. It must be a frustration that, you know, one, once again, it's probably quite experienced defense, defensive players who seem to be getting beaten too easily for the goals. Yeah. Um, especially the first one, I think Adam has to do better. Has to. Like, he's... He's a good fullback, you know, um, and that was too easy, too easy. Just just walk past him. Yeah, disappointing. They had two shots, scored two goals in in, in the first half, and we end up. I think we had to hit the post, hit the bar. Like first half, we just couldn't chuck three header from six, seven yards out. We had chances, didn't take them, and then obviously changed things around at half time and. But even then, we should have still won, even just on the second half performance. Yeah, I think it's not often you see a side hit the woodwork three times in, in one game. So, again, I mean, obviously, there, there are positives at the end of the field that they're, they're still creating all these chances. 
Um, so uh, you take that as a positive from today? Yeah, again, I think uh, Ronnie, Ronnie's goals onside. Um, it's, it's, it's onside. It should stand. I think that the, the officials were, were too keen to put their flags up today. Did, did you see the first half in the first five minutes? When, when Ronnie went through and the keeper made a good save and hit the post, linesman put the flag up. It was a back pass. The linesman's putting, a back, putting the flag up. Like, some of the things that was happening today, like, it's just, it can't be happening. It can't be happening. Like, okay, taking the football side of it away, officials play big parts as well. They're part of it. Ronnie's goal should stand. Second half, he's on side. From from Liam, Liam's little chip over the top, it can't keep happening like this. Like decisions, it's, it's wrong. What's going through your mind as you see Connor Washington taking it around the goalkeeper in the last minute as well? Shoot to the far post. Shoot to the far post. That's what's going through my head. Like, because he's obviously at a narrow angle. You have to if you're going to miss, you have to miss to the far post. Can't be hitting the side net in there. You either cross it or you miss going far post. You, you can't miss near post. So yeah, disappointed. Should have won. Should have won there. Another chance. Should be should be winning. But I have to phrase the players, they, they kept going and going and going to the end again. So um their work rate was excellent. We moved the ball well, created a lot of chances. But we're close. We're close. Got to see your new signing as well. Jaden came off the bench and uh, he nearly scored straight away as well. What did you make of his uh, his sort of debut? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Again, physicality. Held the ball up. Brought others into play. Dangerous in the box. Right, he's someone that goes and attacks every ball that, that's getting crossed. So, um, yeah, I, I was I was happy with uh, what he brought um, for the last 20 minutes that he was on. Ian came off in, in, in the second half, it was. Uh, well, do you know the extent of what, what he's picked up yet? No, he took a little knock on the knee. Um, I think it was just like a collision of, of knees, I think. Um, but I see him limping about a bit before that as well. So, um, fair play to him. He's 18 years old and he hasn't stopped. He's played every minute of every game since he's come. Uh, apart from the suspension, I think. But, yeah, might be... Um, might be time to give him a little rest now, I think, because um, you, can, you can tell he, he's feeling the effects a little bit, I think. And just lastly from me, then, I mean, you, you mentioned on, on Tuesday that you want to improve all areas. I mean, is, is defence still one of those? Are you, are you hoping you would be able to bring in some form of defender before the end of the window? Or is it obviously with the wage cap quite difficult and more just hoping that you can get Akin and, and Ryan back sooner rather than later? Well, I know Akin is hopefully going to be training with us uh, back end the next week. So he's not far. Um, Ryan a little bit longer. So we've got four centre-halves. We've got Deji. We've got Piercy. Uh, what we try to do is, is is have like two players for each position, you know. Um, and now, obviously... We're bringing uh, Jaden, Jaden Chucks, Ronnie Connor. 
That's our four strikers now. So, um, yeah, obviously Omar's at the squad today. Um, so, yeah, that's... But f- as we've got four centre-halves. We've got Prattley that can fill in and Gunter that can fill in. Um, it's going to be difficult to, to bring in a, another centre-half because we're, we're juggling plates at the moment with, with what we've got to spend. and So, yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult to, to fit in that position. Lee, on, on Omar, obviously, with Jaden coming in, another sort of centre-forward for you to pick from, where does that where does that leave Omar? I mean, as you say, you've admitted him from the 18 today. No Paul Smith either. Was that injury or just selection again in terms of options? Got bodies back, Rich. OK. Um, got bodies back and people miss out. Uh, Van Perrett and mine here either. Yeah. So... Um, and Watson, he's back training now. He, he wasn't here today. So, yeah, that's competition for places now. So that's why if you get your opportunity and you grab it, then, then you stay in. Um, that's, that's what I want. I want them all to push each other, you know. I think today, I think you see that again. It was all pushing and pushing and pushing. Lads coming off the bench, making an impact. So, yeah, we'll... Uh, we're... we're that's the way it is, unfortunately. You, you have to earn your right to, to play and, and to be involved. Speaking of competition, Andrew Shinney came off the bench today and I thought it was very good. Obviously, Jake Forster cassie has been good, Darren Fratley as well, and Albie Morgan. How difficult is that decision coming in the in the middle of the park? And I guess how nice is it for you to have a difficult decision there? It's not difficult. You, you play well, you, you carry on playing. It's not difficult. The only time I might rotate a little bit is if it's if I um, I have to look after them physically because we know Saturday, Tuesday, like it's, it's tough. Um, again, the players have just put in a massive shift there. So sometimes you, you have to look at the bigger picture and, and bring them out for, for that reason, not because of the footballing reason, but for the physical side. Um, I try and do that all the time. I try and look after the players as best I can. So, uh, but yeah, I, I want to have that headache. I want to say, right, you play well, you you play. Um, it's, it's plain and simple. That's that's what competition for places does. It, it ramps everything up and it pushes the players even harder and harder. So, um, so yeah, I, I hope that I keep having them there, Davis. You ha- you said over the last few weeks the team feels like it's getting closer and closer, and today you said it again after today. Um, do you think there's any sort of timeline when close won't become uh, enough at some point? Or, is, or for now, are you still feeling okay with getting close and and the final finishing touches will come at some point? Yeah, they're going to come. You can't keep having the opportunities that we're creating and, and, and not scoring more goals. Um, but the defensive side, we, we have to improve on that. We have to again. We've scored two goals and not one. That 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 can't that can't keep happening. Um, we have to improve on the defensive side in giving away soft goals because giving teams two new head starts, you're not going to win three two every week. And um, so yeah, we have to improve on that side of things. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow. And you look at me and I understand you. Yeah, it's a look. Good ball out here on the right hand side of Smith. Smith, ball into the box. And he can out for Superb goal by Joan. Brilliantly worked on this right hand side. Smith with the cross. And Aniko's on hand to bury his header. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Just before the break, we heard there from the Addicts boss Lee Bayer after yesterday's 2-2 draw uh, with with Swindon Town. Uh, frustrated, you know, he, he, he keeps saying, you know, we're, we're close and, 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 you know, I hope we are. And, but, you know, I've mentioned a few times now, Lewis, that I think, you know, the, the, the defence, we'd, we'd if we can sort out the defence, then then I think we would go on a run. So I, I did ask Bo again one more time yesterday if if a defender is someone he may or may not be in the market for, and we heard his answer there. It is difficult with the cap, and you know he points out that we are well stocked there. So effectively, I think he was saying no, we're not we're not going after a, another defender. I mean, if if money was no object, I imagine we would be. But with the situation as it is in terms of the cap, um. Do you understand? I mean, would you rather be pulling up as many trees as possible to, to go out and get a defender, even if it meant not signing someone like Jaden Stockley? I do. Um, I sort of, I see Bo's stance on it with, I think the, the term he used was juggling plates, wasn't it? With with this, trying to work out what what positions uh, to, to stock up on. I mean, the thing is, I think the goal at the start of the season when we were signing all these players just after the takeover had gone through with Thomas, it was to make sure that we had like two in each position for cover. And we we started seeing that, you know, we had Matthews and Gunter. And we were looking thinking, all right, great. That's two solid, strong right-backs. You had Innes, Famewo, Deji and Piercy for centre-half. Charlie Barker as well played a couple of games at the start of the season, probably still a little bit too young to play regularly. You had uh, Perrington and Martson. So defensively, when you looked at it, we had, we had a lot of options. I mean, Perrington's sort of been nowhere near... Um, the bench for a couple, well, he's not featured for a very long time, Ben Perrington. And um, obviously the injuries to, to Ryan and to, to Akin as well have obviously not helped. The only thing is, is when when I saw Stockley come in, I mean, I think it's a great signing and I'm not knocking it whatsoever because I'm excited to get him over the line. But I think that if we've got so many strikers in, we've got Chucks, we've got Ronnie, uh, Paul Smith can be considered a striker even if he plays out wide. You've got Omar as well. Um 
Connor Washington, you know, there's the options striking wise. I mean, there are a lot there. Um, so whether whether now, if if we were to sign a defender, you'd have to see some of those attacking options uh, go out the door. I don't know. I'm not sure where we are with the cap. I think we were fairly close to it a few weeks ago before we signed Stockley and before uh, before Alfie left uh, and Dylan Levitt left as well. Um, so it's difficult. I mean, I personally think that we do need need some defensive reinforcement because at the moment we are kind of sort of clutching at straws a bit because the def- the performances from some of the defence haven't been good enough. I mean, there have been mistakes from from. Piercy and, and Deji and Chris Gunter and you know and it's not digging them out because they've had to play in in unfamiliar positions especially uh, Chris Gunter and Deji's just come back into the side but there's nothing to refresh it as at the moment like we say we're going we're sort of going on and on with the same solution but not really getting a solution out of it you know we're making the same mistakes and I agree with Tom really that you kind of do have to to drum up a, a partnership but at the moment they're just not clicking for whatever reason they're not clicking um so I w- i'd like to see some reinforcement come in but ultimately it's going to be hard to attract somebody when you know that when uh both akin fame and ryan innes are, are back fit which hopefully that's soon they might not really be getting the play time that they that they're promised so it's a difficult situation i mean at the moment i think we're going to have to grin and bear and do what tom said and, and stick with it and try and you know, get through this rough patch of defending and hope that they drum up a, a better partnership and a bit of confidence. You know, I thought the clean sheet at Bristol Rovers would have would have triggered something, but it, it didn't. Um, but all we can do is just keep going on because I can't see I can't see Boya signing a defender as much as I'd like him to. Um, I I can't see it if, because ultimately whoever we bring in may only play second fiddle to to Ryan and Akin when they return from injury. Mm, yeah, plenty to ponder for Lee Bayer. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages uh, that came in. Steve uh, says, same old story against Swindon. So rather than get frustrated, I thought I'd ask the panel for phrases they'd like to add to my new game, uh, which he calls Bo's post-match bingo. He says, so far I've got, I'm disappointed, Terry. Uh, silly mistakes have cost us. Can't give teams a two-goal head start. Can't be jumping out of tackles. Players put in a shift. Take care with that final ball. Referee's got to see that. And games come thick and fast. Yeah, is that that is the the game, isn't it, Steve? Unfortunately, he, he does have to repeat himself because we're making a lot of the same uh, mistakes at the moment. If if you guys can think of anything to add to that, let me know. But uh, I'll I'll crack on with the emails for now. McSquared um, says, "Hi guys, the two sloppy giveaway goals aside, I reckon we can take a lot of positives from the match. We are now creating lots of chances." And are looking much better in the final third than we were a few weeks ago. Uh, our shape is much better. And the second Swindon goal aside, Miller had an excellent match and atoned for his error with the excellent ball for Anike's goal. We were definitely the better side and had more than enough chances to have ultimately come away with three points. And we were definitely a bit unlucky with one or two of those chances, as Lee Bowyer said. Ronnie didn't really have the effect we'd hoped for, but it's still early days. And Stockley looked very useful uh, when he came on. It's, it's interesting, actually, that point about Ronnie, I'll say, because he did he hit the post and had a goal ruled out for offside. I wonder if he's going to be one of those sort of poacher strikers that just takes chances and you know gets these chances onside. That'll be interesting to see how his game sort of develops. Uh, but McSquared uh, carries on. Uh, therefore, um, uh, although the result was disappointing, I would say we are definitely heading in the right direction, onwards and upwards. P.S. Curbs and Brownie are now fast, becoming an excellent double act on value pass. I hope we see a lot more of them together. Yeah, I mean, Tom, do you, st- do you agree we're still going in the right direction i certainly felt after second half rochdale bristol rovers and i'd 
say the Peterborough game that we were still on in the right direction. You know, after yesterday, we're still going in the right direction. Definitely. Yeah, I think uh, sounds a bit silly and, you know, it, obviously it didn't happen. But any other day that game gets played out, we win it 4-0. You know, with the chances we had and the chances they had, you, you could easily, if we'd have won that 4-0 yesterday, they'd have had very few complaints, I think. Obviously it didn't happen. They got the point. Fair play to them. But I've seen lots of positive signs over the past few games, definitely. I think compared to our expectations, and expectations is something we've spoken a lot about since the season started because they've changed so much from, you know, we had, I don't even know who our owners technically were at the start. And then we've had, obviously, Thomas come in and all the signings, which then changed things. We had the run with the clean sheets and the victories. We've then had a bad run and the injuries. So I don't really know where we think we should be. And when you do take into account that the league is poor this season, it's very easy to think we should be doing better and we should be top of the league because if we're playing well, chances are, or winning games comfortably, we would be top of the league. But I think when you, you bring everything into consideration when all's kind of said and done, I think actually we're going in the right direction. We're a, an average team in a, in a poor league. We're probably about right in terms of position in the table for how we're performing. And we only need to go on a little run and suddenly that will make a huge difference. The, the big question is whether that run is going to happen or not. And the longer that the weeks go on and I say we're going to and we don't, the, the stupider I look and I'm prepared to take that. But it does feel like we've got that in the side. I saw somebody say yesterday, you know, how many of those Swindon players are getting in our side? And you could say that about a lot of teams. And I know it's not just about individuals, but again, that comes back to another point I've said several times this season, which... I don't think Bowyer knows what his best team or his best formation is yet. Um, and so nobody wants to tread water for any season. But if we don't go up this season, then this group of players and Bowyer, it just maybe will take some time to build. They, they're clearly not going to do like Powell did in uh, 11 and 12. They're clearly not the quality of the players we had down here last time. So those comparisons aren't really that helpful. They're the players we've got at the moment. They're definitely decent enough to get out of this league. They just need to click. Um, so yeah, those positive signs are there and I'm a, I'm positive-minded as a fan anyway. But then you go into another game and there's another defensive howler and we're 1-0 down after five minutes and your confidence just ebbs away a little bit more. So I totally understand fans' frustrations and I'm, I'm not suggesting people shouldn't be disappointed at all. But I do think we are going in the right direction, just perhaps more slowly than we would want to be. Mm, yeah, a bit, of a bit like our defence, really, just a bit slower than we want it to be, right? Phil uh, says, needless to, uh, to say that defensive errors cost us again on Saturday. I wonder whether we would defend better if we had a defensive coach uh, coaching the defensive players. Both Bose and Jacko were quality midfield players, but an out-and-out defender may just be able to coach that extra bit of discipline required. There is no question that with the squad fully fit, we are going to be a very dangerous team. The attack looks frightening and with time to build understandings between the players, the goals will really start to flow. Again, we had the chances to win against Swindon comfortably, but giving any opposition a two-goal lead is always going to be difficult to recover from. Performance is definitely improving overall, though. We just need to cut out the silly mistakes. That's from Mr. Phil. Cheers, Phil. Uh, and finally, this one's from Jack. Hi, chaps. I think as much as Bose and us would love to see a solid, consistent start in 11, we still don't know our best team, but I would like to see Barker 
and uh, Brandon Wiradu uh, get a look in as a few players aren't doing great at the moment. Injuries have played a part, but young and hungry with a mixture of experience could be a good option. Also, I like the thought of Miller sitting behind the front two and drifting out wide in a free roll uh, with Albie and Jake Forsikaski and maybe uh, even Deji when Innes and Akin are back in the holding midfield. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, we saw a bit of that yesterday. So Miller playing a bit more central, Lewis. And he's, effect- he's effective all over the pitch, to be fair, though, isn't he? Yeah, definitely, especially when he's given the room to cut in on his stronger foot. I mean, in the first half, I thought that despite his error, I think even then he was dangerous. You know, he he put in some decent some decent balls. He had a, a free kick crash off the crossbar. And then when he moved in centrally, I think they really struggled to cope with him. Um, the two centre-halves, uh, Conroy and, and Masterson, just didn't have the pace to keep up with him. Where before, I think he had... He even left um, Kieran Freeman on the right-hand side. Like he left him like he was running in treacle. It was really funny. But um, yeah, I thought he he performed really well all over the pitch. Miller, he's a, he's a real talent, and and as we said earlier on, I think he's been a real steal for us, and he brings something that I don't think we have anywhere else over the pitch. So yeah, it's I, I'm glad to see him doing well, um, and he's a yeah very dangerous player for us, and it's going to work in our favour. Yeah, hopefully it will. Right, a couple of tweets came in as well. Uh, I asked what you made of the performance. Michael said it was pathetic, embarrassing, becoming a regular occurrence. Reality is sinking in that we're a mid-table League One side that drops points to relegation battlers. Uh, Cass says, I thought we looked better, uh, certainly in an attacking sense, but we must finish those chances. There is no excuse for some of those misses. I like the movement of Swartz and the physical and aerial presence of Stockley when he came off the bench. Unfortunately, though, we still look soft and unorganised at the back. Uh, Amos has managed to evade any criticism, but can we look back over many games and point to poor goals he's conceded, uh, including yesterday? He looks nervy, unsure of himself, and there's a clear lack of communication. He needs to command his box bear. I think I'd be nervous if I was playing uh, behind that defence at times. And uh, uh, Right, uh, this next one. Uh, is from the rational fan. Uh, it says uh, hard to really sum up a, uh, a performance that defensively in the first half was so disappointing and offensively in the second half was so inspiring. Uh, better finishing or better defence, and we would get all three points. Sort out both, and we'll be making a real push for promotion. Big Tone says uh, we are playing really good football. It's nice to watch. Uh, we are good going forward, always knocking on the door. Maybe should have converted more chances, but that will come eventually. Another two weak goals conceded. We can't carry on making these stupid defensive mistakes. You can't coach or manage stupidity. Uh, this is where the players need to stand up and take responsibility for their mistakes, making sure they don't happen again. I have complete faith in Boya, and he deserves our support. We go on the next game and hope that is the start of the run. And finally, Tom says, I honestly think that Bose needs help uh, in coaching help. That is, and needs an experienced defensive coach to help him and Jacko out to get our defenders all being better at what they do to stop making such costly errors, especially within the first 20 minutes or so. Excellent stuff. Cheers for all your messages. Right, I did say we were going to hear from one of the goal scorers from yesterday. Andrew Shinney uh, went to speak to Scott Minto on Valley Pass Live after the game and Scott asked how he was feeling at full time. Uh, mixed emotions really. Um, we really should have won the game. We had so many chances and disappointing giving a team a head start like that. Uh, it just seems like and then teams are hitting just now seems to be going in which is disappointing but it's good character really and we're very disappointed we didn't win. Everyone's disappointed in there because we had the chances but it's an hour game we just got to move on. They're coming thick and fast now so second half gives us confidence we've got to move on. How do you feel physically? 45 minutes now, 20 minutes on, on Tuesday? 
yes, yeah, just getting back in the rhythm of it is tough. I've, didn't expect to be out for as long as I was, to be honest. So I was really frustrating watching the games. But um, obviously, coming back on Tuesday was a disappointment for me in terms sort of making a mistake leading the goal. So football highs and lows. I mean, was gutted after that game, but I feel better after today and a bit more fitness in the legs. So move on to Tuesday now. Yeah, it was just a slip. I wouldn't feel too bad about that. And what, what did Lee say to you coming on at half time? What did he want from you? He just wants me to get on the ball and sort of set the tempo for the team and feel like uh, when we move the ball quick it's difficult for teams to live with us with the players we've got in this squad so just make an impact that's what you got to do as a substitute coming on and team just needed a bit of maybe fresh legs bit of a boost and getting back in the game 2-1 you always felt we were going to equalise and I really did think we were going to go on to win the game which we should have so disappointed to drop points at home but we'll move on to Tuesday and go and get the three points you did get the equaliser though. How pleased are you that you know you've got on the score sheets? Yeah, definitely. Got to get in the box as a midfielder. You got. To, I like to drop deep to be fair and get on the ball, but got to get forward as well and get in the box and add goals to your game. And just creeped in there and I kind of just I knew Cash was going to hit a shot, but you never know. They sometimes break to you and came to me. I think they were offside. Was it onside? Yeah, I think they were moaning yeah. about. They were moaning it was offside. That's onside, I think. Yeah, just touched and finished. That's a very good finish. Was Ronnie's onside? We're not 100% sure about that. I heard the gaffer shouting that, so... But yeah, it was was good to get that little pass from Cask. But that's right place, right time. Good touch, good composure. Well, you know what? With Cask's ability, he could have been (laughs) a pass, but I think it was a shot. (laughs) Are you getting involved here, Brownie? No, I just like I said, even on the playback there, I'm thinking, is is it a pass or is that a little curl? I mean, Jacob say it's a pass, you know, and he does have the ability. You're right, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, every player will claim that's a pass. He was, a, I would, so. uh, like I said, the first touch makes the goal. You yeah. know, it's a wonderful first yeah, touch on the back foot. You know, and it, it, I mean, we we were commenting about the change of formation at halftime, make a difference. You know, getting Miller in the hole off the two strikers, you linked up with Miller for the opportunity for Schwarzer, which I thought was a wonderful move, you know, and that and that was the change for me, you know, took out the width, had a lot of play in midfield, and I thought it was about as dominant a second half as you can have, really, without getting the victory. It was a, a good turnaround, considering the yeah, you know, first thought, half you're Liam on the back was, foot. I thought Liam was brilliant, to be fair, today, very sharp, and sort of watching from the sideline, I did think we were sort of maybe outnumbered in the middle of the park at times in the first half, so good change from the gaffer, get more bodies in there, let it go wide, and dominated the ball and should have won the game yeah. Did you feel you were going to win the game with Connor's effort right at the end? Yeah, it's a good finisher Connor. I, mean, I thought his touch, I thought the goalie was going to get there so when he went round him I was thinking it's a goal when it hits the side net and it's scutting but it's just one of in our day, goes in the net and we're absolutely buzzing and we go to, the, to Tuesday to try and get an our win but it's maybe just the little things that aren't going for us just now but it'll turn, we feel we're close to Close to getting where we want to be and putting a run on towards the last few months of the season. Keep showing character like that and definitely the, the, the luck will turn of that, I'm sure. How close are you to, to getting a 90-minute run out, do you feel, physically? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to be close. It is it's difficult being out and coming back. It's just to try and catch your breath after the first five minutes, but felt good out there, felt felt energy. and I'm quite, I feel quite fit anyway, so even though I'll miss quite a bit of time, my fitness hasn't dropped off massively, I don't feel, so 
I'll be looking to get out of 90 as soon as I can, just when the manager wants to put me in, I'll be ready. Andrew Shinney there speaking to Scott Minto. Yeah, he's made a bit of a difference since he's come back, don't you think, Tom? Yeah, I think he's been excellent. I think he was good before his injury as well. Um, and yeah, he's come back and looked looked brilliant. Um, uh, it's difficult, <laughs> or maybe people aren't going to listen to this coming from me, but I was disappointed that he came on for Williams yesterday because I thought Williams actually had a good first half and looked to be getting amongst it. But the, the change of shape and, and where Shinny fitted into that yesterday, both him and Morgan, I thought was absolutely brilliant that kind of craft on the ball that they offer um, has made a big difference and obviously got himself a goal as well, which helps. Um, but yeah, as I say, and, we, and we've said this for, for weeks now, that the midfield is, isn't really the problem going forwards. And I said it after yesterday's game, the front, I think I said the front six and included all the subs in that. I don't think a single one of them who played at any point had a bad game yesterday. It's just defensively, it's like they're two different teams. And and that's the area that needs sorting out. But yeah, I'm really pleased we got Shinny in the first place. And he's one of those players that is living up to the reputation we hoped when uh, when we signed him. I think he's been he's been excellent for us. And both him and Jake at the moment on a really nice run of form. And, and that midfield is starting to come together slowly, despite the fact it's had to rotate a lot. So that's definitely a positive that we can take going forwards. Lovely stuff. Now, a final little excerpt on this uh, pod before we very briefly look ahead to Milton Keynes. Um, many of you would have seen uh, online recently uh, advertising of a new magazine, the My Only Desire magazine or Mod Mag. It's uh, a new Charlton fanzine um, created out there, filled with excellent articles. I've got a copy here. I've been flicking through it. There's some really good ones. Uh, and so I thought I'd speak to the editor of the magazine, uh, Gav Billiness. Uh, according to Twitter as well, it's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Gav, uh, if it is your birthday. If it's not, you need to sort out your Twitter. But um, uh, yeah, I spoke to him earlier on today uh, to find out how the idea came about for the new fanzine. Yeah, thanks, Louis. Um, well, I suppose uh, back in October, I had the idea, sort of the nucleus of an idea, really, that there was there was a gap for uh, another sort fanzine. Um, and I've worked in newspapers for for nearly 20 years now, specifically the design side of things. Um, so I thought, let's, let's try and collate a few few writers together. I put the shout out on Twitter. Uh, and I really lucked out, to be honest. Um, the sort of quality of, of writer, the likes of Steve Charnock, Declan Warrington, Mike Backler, they all sort of like were on board from, from the world to go. And as I say, my... Like what I bring to the table is the design side of it, and I enjoy doing that. But I can make it look as good as, as anything, but it's the words that, that sort of make the product, really. So it all came together quite, not effortlessly, it's a lot of hard work involved, but it came together you know, quite happily, and there weren't too many ditches. And uh, yeah, and the, and the response has been amazing. Mm, yeah, I can see it's, it's certainly been uh, received very well on, on Twitter, and I can see why flicking through the. Uh... The, the the copy I've got here, there's um you know there's a wide range of, of different sort of Charlton memories and stories in there. So um yeah, you've you've been lucky that the uh the the people who've contributed to the magazine have, have brought a lot of uh, a lot of great memories to it as well. Yeah, well that's 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 it. I think I see it as a fun and irreverent celebration of all things Charlton, really, and I want it to be relentlessly positive. You know, we've had such a tumultuous time of it in the last ten years, and. And sort of cut, it, the whole thing really is coincided with Thomas buying the club and giving us, um, you know, our club back. And it's such a 
huge wave of optimism, I think, around the club at the minute, and I've kind of tapped into that a little bit, and that, that's that's one of the kind of catalysts that made me want to do it. I mean, let's 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 just get on board this this hopefully you know new successful time that we're having, mm. apart from the results. <laughs> Yeah, well, they it all come together at some point, I'm sure. Um, yeah, some great, some some great pieces in there. I'm, just, I'm the interview with uh, with Graham Stewart as well for for fans of my era. Uh, I'm making myself sound old already by using that phrase. Um, that's a, a nice little throwback, and, and they've um, yeah, they, they've done really well to to put together like quite a nice range of of, of stories from from over the years. Absolutely. Well, with, with the Graham Stewart piece specifically, I've got Declan to thank for that, really, because he's. Uh, I, I worked with him on, on on a couple of papers, and he's got a lot of contacts. And he said, "I reckon I could get Graham Stewart." I said, "Great," and he did. And it was, and it's, I, I agree, it's a brilliant read, isn't it? And that, that's my era as well. Um, and, and Mike Baxter, who wrote for uh, Monday Out, which, which is a magazine that I've admired for some time, and and the likes of the uh, Monday Out, No Place Like Home. I don't know whether you've seen Pickles magazine. Those are quite high design magazines that have been inspired me to do this so when when mike said yeah i'd love to it was like great that's the sweet spot i've got someone i've got a Charlton fan who's written for monday out and i think that yan kermiton piece is, is really brilliant yeah i was just yeah, i was just flicking through the the yan piece this morning and uh yeah very well described um oh, the, the, the line about how the top half of him can be so angry and the bottom half of him was so calm did make me laugh that caught him quite nicely um, so, so what's yeah. the, obviously this is this is issue number one. Um, yeah. I imagine everyone who's bought it so far will hope, be hoping that issue number two won't be too far away. Well, it definitely will be. It's already very much in the planning stages, but we're looking to do it as a quarterly, just because there's quite a lot of work involved. I think a monthly would be a bit of an ask to turn that around every month. So the next one is mid-April. Um and we're looking to try and sort out some kind of subscription thing on the website, but, but I need to get my act together to sort that out. Yeah. But for now, I mean, what's the easiest way for, for listeners of our show to, to get hold of a copy? Well, the easiest way is to go onto the website, modmag.co.uk, uh, and hopefully it's all quite straightforward. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can order on there. I mean, it's been so successful. I'd, I'd naively failed to... Uh, yeah thanks to gav then so make sure you check that one out um like i said we've all uh, got a copy and had a good read of it there's plenty of great stuff in there i uh, won't give away too much but like i say it's well worth anyone's money uh and uh yeah go on to the website and order one and they'll stick it in the post and i'll give you something to read uh during lockdown now um i mean we should briefly look ahead to tuesday uh, Tom and Lewis going to, to Milton Keynes, uh, another side in slightly better form than us, but everyone on earth is, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, but, you know, we're, we, we must be getting into the territory now where we have to start winning games if we if we want to be serious promotion contenders. And I guess, you know, MK gave us a bit of a lesson when they came to the Valley uh, earlier on in the season, Lewis. So we're going to have to be on our, on our metal. Yeah, we are, and it was uh, it was a really disappointing one, wasn't it? Um, back in December, I think it was the first first game we had two thousand fans back for, wasn't it? And uh, it, it well, it was it was very disappointing. The performance overall wasn't great, um, and to be honest, I think some of our performances against Milton Keynes over over recent memory haven't been overly uh, overly great at all. I think um, 
we got dumped out of the cup by them a few times. There was like one season where we seemed to play them like every every other week. But um, yeah, it's it's not been um, it, the run itself that we were on at the moment is frustrating. Was it one win in seven now? Um, probably even more than that. But I think it was one win in seven when I looked yesterday. Um, and it's it's something that we need to address pretty quickly because I mean, in terms of form table, I mean, we were playing against Swindon yesterday. We were only we were level with them in terms of form. Uh, in the form table yesterday in, in the bottom four. Um, so it's an alarming stat at the moment and it's something we do need to turn around. But we will take a lot of positives from that second half yesterday and we, we need to, I'm sure Bo has sort of got them together, um, whether it had been training today or, or tomorrow and sort of analysed the defensive side of things. But there's a lot of praise in the attacking side and I think that that's the positive we need to, we need to take into the game at, at MK on Tuesday night and hopefully uh, try and get a win under the lights. And then we've got a tough game on Saturday against Portsmouth. So I think it's important to try and get three points and a bit of confidence before going into a game with uh, with a side that are up there with us um, off the back of a disappointing result for them yesterday. So they're going to be looking to bounce back quickly as well. So I think we need to be on our on our game. Mm, yeah, Milton Keynes have uh, won uh, three of their last four in, uh, in, in League One. So they're sort of picking up a bit of form uh, at the right time to to come and play us, uh, said the game against Plymouth yesterday was called off. Um, I mean, lo- looking at it from a chant point of view, I was, I was trying to think where again where we might be calling for changes. I mean, I think Tom, you you'd rather see the defence sort of stay how it is now, and obviously Ian Martin's going to be out, so you'd imagine that'll be a, a straight straight swap for uh, Ben Purrington. But are there, are there any changes you'd be tempted to make for the for the game on Tuesday, Tom? Yeah, I think as you say, obviously that one. I wonder if. Uh starting another game might come too quickly for for chucks as well so maybe will we see stockley come in because i know he should be able to play straight away um midfield maybe shinny come in as well um or morgan so i think there could be a couple of changes there whether he goes for the diamond or the kind of flat four um i think those personnel changes i think what's what needs to make needs to happen sorry is we need to have a back four and we need to have a midfield or two in front of them. Um, and, and then I think, yeah, just let the people in front of that go and do their business, really. Because as I say, on another day, we would have been two or three up early on yesterday. Um, and it just wasn't to be wasn't to be in the actual game. So, yeah, I think there'll maybe be a couple of changes, but, but not hugely. Um, like I say, it'll just be protecting players like maybe Chucks, maybe Johnny, um, just because we know that they could break down if they play too much football in one go. But yeah, back four, apart from the, the force change at left back, I'd want to stay the same. And like Lewis says, really, could this be the game that sets off the run? Because we thought Bristol Rovers was going to do that and didn't. It felt like Peterborough was going to do that and then that fell apart. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed for, for Tuesday night, I guess. Yeah, that's the spirit. Right, we've uh, run out of time uh, on this week's Charlton Live. Thanks to all of you who've listened uh, to the end. Uh, big thanks especially to those of you who sent in messages uh, as well. Um, you can email studio at charltonlive.co.uk or tweet us at Charlton Live if you want to get in touch for one of the next shows. Um, thanks to Tom and Lewis for being involved this evening. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. No worries. Yeah, for- Four minutes until that Liverpool Man United game kicks off, Tom. Perfect so go and get timing. yourself geared up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks to all of you who've listened. We'll be back on Thursday to look back at that Milton Keynes game and ahead to next Saturday's game with Portsmouth. Uh, look forward to speaking to you guys then.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.